you're listening to the Wellness Cucina Podcast, where I give you tips and tricks about getting your family involved in the kitchen and making delicious and nutritious meals with ease. I'm Celestina, a chef, registered dietitian nutritionist, and a lover of good food, especially pizza. Sandwiches are a quick meal staple, something you make when you only have a few minutes, when you're on the run, or when the kids are hungry now. Yes, the ham and cheese with a schmear of mayo on white bread is a classic quick sandy. But really, anything can become a sandwich. We're hopping back in the time machine, back to the late 90s, a time in my childhood when I experienced a ton of new flavors, particularly in sandwich form. There was one summer I hung out with my aunt almost every day. As a kid, I didn't realize she was actively looking for a job that summer. I just thought she was home to spend time with me. We spent hours on the tiny back porch listening to John Denver and eating the fruit the season had to offer. When we'd finally take a break from that and go inside for lunch, yes, to eat more after we've been lounging and snacking, she'd make us one of her favorite sandwiches, sliced turkey and cucumbers on Italian bread. This sounds so simple, and really, you can omit the bread and just roll turkey around a cucumber, but man, it really hit the spot on a hot summer's day. To this day, every time I make the sandwich, I'm brought back to that summer with my aunt. Now, with a slightly more refined palate, I like to season my cucumber with salt and pepper. Fancy. I know. Another life-changing sandwich I had growing up was a warm salami sandwich on potato bread. This was my mom's creation. I'd grown up eating Italian cold cuts every Sunday evening, but we'd make multiple open-faced sandwiches and just ate them as is. So heating a sandwich that had salami in it was an absolute revelation. This sandwich is as simple as it sounds. Place two to three thinly sliced pieces of salami on potato bread and then top it with another piece of potato bread. Place it in a toaster oven or under the broiler until golden brown, flip it, and then do the same on the other side. Oh my god, this sandwich is delicious because the bread is perfectly toasty and the outer pieces of salami have crisped up just a little, but the inner salami is just warmed through. You're going to have to trust me on this one. So there comes a time in everyone's life when they experience their first legit gourmet sandwich. I don't know how old I was, but there was a cafe called Sosaborella down the block from my parents' studio in Tribeca. On the weekends when my parents had to work, I'd go with them and we'd always order from this cafe. I started off with a safe order, called the Classico. Fresh mozzarella, tomato, fresh basil, cracked black pepper, and olive oil on ciabatta. Seemed pretty straightforward, and it was. It was delicious, but I think it was a gateway sandwich, because then eventually I graduated to something a little bit more wild. It was called the Amadeus. It had speck, which is smoked prosciutto, artichoke hearts, fontina cheese, red leaf lettuce, and a smear of Dijon on ciabatta. This was the moment when I knew a sandwich could be so much more. Fast forward to college, when I started working at a small family-run sandwich shop in Providence, Rhode Island. Shout out to the sandwich hut, hey, hey. And for the first time, I experienced how the addition of pickles, onions, and pepper relish on a sandwich could absolutely transform it. Seemingly simple ingredients could add so much impactful flavor. There, I also gained a better understanding of how to properly assemble a sandwich so that you don't end up with a sloppy mess. Fast forward again, back to right now. I'm sharing with you some of the key elements to a good sandwich. 
Let's start with the bread. I feel like the bread can be overlooked, that it's just something to keep your sandwich together or to keep your hands clean. Yeah, it serves that job well, but it can also make the sandwich or break it, literally and figuratively. Choose a solid slice of wheat bread or white bread when you have more dry ingredients than wet. Slice breads will not be able to stand up to dressing or liquid from any of the ingredients. So these are going to be ideal for like a turkey sandwich with maybe some lettuce or tomato or your classic ham and Swiss or your PB&J. A roll comes in handy when you have wet ingredients like oil and vinegar, a tomato sauce, or moist ingredients like steak right off the grill. There are totally different kinds of rolls as well. Soft all the way through, with no outside crunch, and rolls that have great crunch on the outside but are soft on the inside. Choose wisely based off of the experience that you want to have. Okay, but seriously, rolls with crunchy outsides will hold up better if you're adding hot ingredients to the sandwich. Soft rolls will too, but I really suggest that you toast them ahead of time, or after you have the ingredients in. Now for the assembly. Whether you're making a PB&J or a Cubano, the goal is to avoid making the bread soggy. This means layering the ingredients in such a way that they create a barrier. On a PB&J, that would mean putting the peanut butter on both sides of the bread and adding a layer of jelly in the middle. On a Cubano, you could put lettuce between the bread and the meat. Cheese can also serve as a really good moisture barrier in a sandwich. Long story short, Keep your wet ingredients like tomatoes, pickles, and relish in the middle of your sandwich assembly. And the last step, the most critical step, some would say, is cutting the sandwich. This seemingly small step can bring a heated debate. The straight cut versus the biased cut. Some people like the triangular corner that the biased cut brings. Others like to look their sandwich dead on. Personally, I'm an animal. I don't cut my sandwiches. I just go for it. So cut your sandwich however you like, or don't. You do you, boo. Well, I know this was a little bit different from some of my other episodes, less follow these steps to make an epic meal, but I thought I'd provide some inspo in a new way today. Like I said earlier, literally anything can be a sandwich. Do you have leftover chicken in your fridge right now? Some fresh veggies? Awesome. They can be a sandwich. Perhaps you have some leftover meatballs with sauce and some provolone. Use a crusty roll. Trust me, you'll thank me moments after your first bite. Pop a couple of hot meatballs in there with some sauce and then let the provolone just melt a bit. Finish it with some dry oregano. It'll be delish. One of my favorite go-to sandwiches that I have not mentioned is frittata sandwich. So literally just like a leftover frittata I actually like it cold and just between two slices of bread or like between a really crunchy Italian roll. Oh my gosh, guys, life-changing. But seriously, any leftovers that you have that's like not soup, ideally, can become a sandwich. So think outside the box. And in case you don't already, be sure to follow me on Instagram. This week, I'm posting all about sandwiches. Check out the profile at Save Time Cooking. As always, thanks for listening. Reach out via email at cbrunettiwellness at gmail.com to leave comments or tell me about show topics you'd like to hear. Check out IGTV for my new weekly series called Mama, What's in Your Pantry, where I go live every Wednesday with a busy mom. She surprises me with three items from her fridge or pantry, and I give her inventive ideas on how to use these items. 
reach out via IG if you'd like to go live with me. If you want to learn four ways to make dinners quick, easy, and delicious, check out my Save Time in the Cucina mini course, where you'll learn some of my best time-saving tactics. Follow the link in the show notes to learn more.